Welcome, families, to our Parent University. This is actually so much fun. These are podcasts that we do for Parent University, um, lots of different topics. My name is Angela DeRay, and I am from Delta Prevention. I've done a few of these podcasts, absolutely love doing them, but I'm really excited today because um, today's topic is relieving stress, and we have somebody really great to chat with us about relieving stress. I'd like to introduce you to Jeremy Green. Jeremy, tell folks who you are. Hey, how you doing? This is uh, Jeremy Green. I'm a school psychologist with the Natomas Unified School District. Just sending y'all love out there. Really appreciate the moment and time, and definitely, you know, sending a shout out to all our families as we try to, you know, continue to coexist within this current timeline that we exist in right now. So thank you so much, and thank you for being here to talk about this with our families. Relieving stress is something that I think all of us deal with stress. There's yeah. probably nobody that gets by without dealing with some type of stress. Um, but I love the way that you think about stress. I mean, you've talked about stress being something that isn't always negative. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So if we think about stress, you know, if we think about it from the natural biological standpoint, that sometimes stress can actually be a good thing. You know, stress keeps us, you know, motivated in terms of accomplishing tasks. Uh, you know, stress can, you know, keep us safe in some ways, too. But it's when that stress becomes overwhelming that it becomes a real difficulty. So, again, like we were talking about, you know, the framework of stress usually is with this negative connotation. And that's not always the case. Like I said, when we look at the research, we look at biological kind of understandings of stress is part of our natural existence as humans. However, is when that stress overcomes our natural ability to make reasonable decisions in that moment time, that's when it becomes a difficulty and so forth too. And we think about stress. Um, I know you talk a lot about this from the perspective of somebody who works with kids and um, is in the schools all the time. I think about this a lot from the perspective of parents because yeah. our whole goal is to train parents in order to help them help their own kids. Yeah. And so when I think about stress from the parent perspective, I think about like, how can we help our kids um, in the moment, but yeah. also sometimes to prevent the moment, yeah. you know, like yeah, stress. We know that stress is kind of a big thing for all of us, no matter who you are, where you um, are living and existing, stress in some way, yeah. some ways happens. Um, but I also know that parents feel um, sometimes powerless when it comes to their kids. Yeah. When you are working with um, kids, what are some things that you help them to understand about stress? Well, one of the things you got to understand about stress is what we call, you know, well, what's causing it? What's that root cause? What's the antecedent, a.k.a. the triggers and so forth, too? And sometimes, you know, there might not be a direct trigger. It might be just something of, you know, the sort that I'm feeling real anxious right now, real depressed or so forth. Maybe there's familial things that are happening in the household or in the community that's really stressing us out. I mean, again, we're living in a very stressful timeline and, you know, constant media attention on the stressors that all students are facing nationwide and so forth. For too. So again, when I'm talking with students, it's trying to understand where that stress is coming from. Again, you know, we're back in this, you know, kind of, you know, it's not normal times, but yet is, you know, still normal in terms of kids being back in school, having to, you know, accomplish all the standards that they are expected to accomplish. So those test scores, those grades and so forth too, as well as the social demands on top of those academic demands in terms of trying to engage with our peers after a year and a half going on two years of existing in this current timeline that we are in. So Again, it's trying to you know, conceptualize in their mind that what we're going through is a different type of so sort of situation, what they're experiencing. However, 
is not a different type of reaction to a stressful environment. A lot of people, like you said, all over the world feel different levels of stress. They might have different ways of articulating and defining it, but all of us as humans experience stress to a certain level. So I really want students to just understand that they're not alone. I want them to understand what their resources are in terms of, you know, community. You know, as a school psychologist, I help all students. Um, but again, at these school sites, too, you have school counselors, you have social workers, you know, you have all sorts of educators, regardless of the level of training they may have, social, emotional, and so forth, too. You have a lot of educators that, you know, provide safe, sacred spaces for these students to really be able to feel safe and heard and to express their stress in a healthy, pro-social way. And then obviously connecting with the families, too, is something that I also try to do. But again, I think it's just really trying to get in the student's mind that, this is just a moment in time. Let's figure out ways, you know, to cope with this stress right now. I love that idea of being able to cope with stress because um, as a parent, uh, the, I know that my kids go through stress yeah. all the time. I go through stress <laughs> and I really want to, I want to be, I want to speak really just to the parents about um, how there's nothing wrong with having stress yeah. and having um, to come up with ways to deal with it. It is it is 100% normal. Oh, yeah. But I also want parents to hear from us that um, if our stress goes unchecked, oh, it yeah. does impact oh, our yeah. kids. The, even if we think that we're hiding it, we're not hiding it. <laughs> it sneaks out in all oh, kinds yeah. of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about things like our attitudes, our emotions, our productivity. Those are really, I mean, our kids experience those, but we also might be experiencing high blood pressure, insomnia, oh, yeah. not good for us all around. Oh, yeah. And so... Um, when we're trying to train our kids, teach our kids, educate our kids, support our kids, there are certain things that we can do. Oh, yeah. And so just in terms of like um, when we have stress, and by the way, if you are somebody listening to this podcast and you're like, I don't think I have much stress, <laughs> we're including for you on the website. You can actually go on the Parent University, sorry, NatomasParentUniversity.com website and actually download our handouts. We even have a little stress test on there for you. Just so you, some of you are like, I can check mark every one of those, but others might be like, I don't know, but go on there. uh, Take that little test for yourself just to help you think about um, how stress is affecting you. But let's talk about what some of those tools are because you've talked in the past, which I, I absolutely love about um, how to, Um, what those specific tools are that families can use to help their kids. What are some of the things that you like best? What are some of your best tools? You're funny. (laughs) The best, here's the best tools, you know. (laughs) You know, a lot of what we're talking about is rooted in mindfulness, right? That awareness of self and the world around us and our environment and so forth too. So whether I have a student coming in my office because they're displaying more of those externalizing, you know, kind of those visible behaviors related to anxiety and stress, right? You know, maybe they're tossing papers around, throwing a chair. I mean, some behaviors can be very extreme, right? But we look at the behavior as a form of communication because right now this student is in a crisis mode and trying to express that in the only way that in that moment in time they know how to. Or whether it's an internalizing thing, the withdrawal, the kind of avoidance, the kind of sinking within oneself and so forth too. So stress can take on many forms. You know, one of the things we talked about is that deep breathing, right? I think, you know, both for adults as well as, you know, the students, just being able to, like, if I have a kid coming in, they're highly elevated, like they can't breathe really, right? (laughs) It's like real quick pacing, you know, back and forth, and they just are not really getting that blood circulation 
circulating because if we think about it, if you're not breathing, you're not getting that oxygen in. If you're not getting that oxygen in, you're not really getting that blood circulating and getting that fresh air and that oxygen to really clear your mind and to get your head in the right kind of space to be able to kind of recollect and think about what's going on in that moment in time, what happened in the past and the future. So just, you know, saying, hey, you know, I need, you know, I want to talk with you and meeting the student where they are too. You know, you're not going to say you need to stop and calm down. You're not going to be very punitive when you're approaching a student as well, whether that's in the home or school environment when they're in a moment of stress. So that's that breathing, like I need you to breathe with me and modeling it just like, we call this we call this Jeremy fat belly breathing oh. because you know we we always think about like um, yeah. breathing at, like calm calming yeah. breaths but you know you got to get that breathing all the way into oh, your yeah. belly and sometimes that means sticking that fat belly out and getting the fat belly breathing in so you're getting really good yeah, deep he, breaths yeah. yeah that's and, a good one and just the feeling like I you know. Just right now, like I said, kind of like, you know, it's like that Jedi kind of the force is with you, you know, may the force be with you. It's just a magical kind of, you know, feeling you get that washes over you. Like when you actually think about how, you know, we take breathing for granted, mm. you know, because of that fight or flight kind of syndrome where it's like, OK, I'm highly elevated. All of my senses are heightened and so forth, too. So just being able to get back to baseline and just calm it down, just to slow it down. It's really, really important. Um, you know, that warm waterfall, you know, kind of closing your eyes and imagining, so you know, nice. just that water, you know, dripping all, you know, the shower and so forth, too. You know, just to kind of relax, that muscle relaxation, too, is very, very key. Because if you think about it, when you're feeling stressed, you're very tense, you're really tight, you know, you're just kind of, you know, in a big, big ball and so forth, too. So imagining, if we think about the shower, whether that's the wintertime or even in the summer, a shower in the morning can be very, very powerful. A waterfall can be very, very powerful in order to, you know, kind of release some of that tension that you're feeling internally and so forth. And again, the positive self-talk, you know, whether that's, you know, positive affirmations, you know, self, you know, positive mantras and so forth, too. I'm good. I'm calm. I'm collected. You know, I'm in control. I can get past this. I am a good person. I am smart. I mean, we can be our own worst critic. It's a lot easier to go into the mind and be negative and see all the things that are negative because those are glaring. Those are easily accessible in some people's minds and so forth, right? But to really give yourself credit, and to really, you know, acknowledge the resiliency and determination that you have to even exist in this current timeline in this space, you know, it's, it's powerful. So I think, you know, reminding yourself, putting it out in the universe and speaking it into the universe. Because one thing to think about it, a thought is a thought until you express it, right, and making it real can really, really be powerful and so forth, too. So those are just some of the, you know, the tricks of the trade. But like I tell parents all the time, you know, some of it might work, some of it might not because, I tell parents all the time, they're experts on their kids. They know their kids' personalities better than I can. Yes, I'm coming from a specific training lens, but I always try to, you know, develop that school as well as parent partnership because we're a team. You know, we're all here trying to help the student, whether it's elementary, middle, or high school. They all need a little bit modeling of positive kind of self-talk, common breaths, and warm water kind of techniques to kind of get past that stress and so forth. Thank you for saying that. Just um, I, I, you were talking. I was thinking about how we're gonna start now calling them stress hacks. <laughs> we're gonna be like, these are our parent stress My hacks. Life hacks. <laughs> well, I love all the stress hacks that you um, offered. I will say, yeah. you said something that really struck a nerve for me. Um, because uh, sometimes our kids are like, well, sometimes we are too. Like we're up there, you <laughs> know. Like we're under stress, and nah, we just need something to happen right now. And yeah. so, what is the 
what are, what do we sometimes say to our kids or what do we say to each other? It's like, calm down. I know. And that's not helpful. Yeah. Because, first of all, it will do the opposite. Yeah. They will not calm no, down. they won't. <laughs> but as a, as a mom, I can help them learn uh, some of these skills in advance. Yeah. We can practice them. I can model, look, I have a stressful week coming up. We could do this at our family meeting. Mm -hmm. I've got a stressful week coming up. What are some things we can put in place so that everybody's needs still get met? We're eating healthily. Maybe I have to call on um, some support. Maybe my mom needs to come and help us. Like, can you help us cook a couple of dinners this week? And, you know, maybe it's like my friend who I I need to, like, blow off steam. But when we do this kind of stuff in front of our kids and model what that Mm -hmm. looks like, talk to them. Oh, you have a paper due at the end of the week yeah how can we set you up for success are there some things we can move out of the way so yeah. that you feel successful and less stressed of course that's what it looks like i think from a parent perspective to train their kids yes. in advance yeah. and using all of those skills i know you can get that handout on our deltaprevention.org website or on the natomasparentuniversity.com website. And it will teach them all of the things that you talked about. But um, thank you, by the way, for being really um, so, uh, so willing to help parents understand how um, this is a partnership. The school, the home, this is a partnership and we can work together to make our kids successful and so that we can all learn some better (laughs) skills. Um, I do want to mention one last thing that I really want to, you had mentioned the term mindfulness. Um, This is a skill, parents, that if you're not familiar with it, um, the schools are very familiar with it, as are your kids, because schools use this this whole set of skills. And you can also get um, some great handouts on the deltaprevention.org website Mm -hmm. on what mindfulness looks like. Yeah. If you even have littles, like young kids, yeah. we actually do some really cool mindfulness techniques with our kids yeah. at home before they have like a big test or a paper due <laughs> or that kind of thing. So parents, yeah. definitely um, learn some mindfulness skills for yourself and apply those to your kids. This has been such an awesome conversation. Yeah. So yeah. great hearing from um, folks in Natomas who really care this much about our kids. I would love to offer you the last opportunity, something, anything else you want to say to families before we go? Yeah, you know, just, you know, sh- you know, showing love to all the families out there during these, you know, rough and tumble, tough times. But at the end of the day, still we rise and so forth, too. So you got to give yourself credit for being resilient and being able to overcome everything that we're experiencing right here in the now, you know, in this moment in time. But, you know, definitely I always got to give shout outs to all the school psychologists, school counselors and social workers and all the educators really putting in that work. You know, uh, this district, like I said, you know, I've been all over the world from Shanghai, China to back again, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I have to say that this district really puts in the forefront, you know, social emotional support. So I'm really privileged and honored to continue to work here. I truly do believe in that message I said. And another thing I always tell parents is, you know, allow kids to create art because that can be another way to really be helping, you know, in terms of the stress levels, whether that's visual art, poetry, dance, whatever you need to get it out, get it out. And, that, you know, the same, you know, advice I give the kids, you know, parents can also follow it too. You know, just create, make art. That is the best word to end on. Right, thank Thanks, you everyone. Take care. This podcast is a production of the Natomas Unified School District. You can find our podcast online in the Apple Store, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the Natomas Unified School District website at www.natomasunified.org. You can also locate our episodes on Facebook, Twitter, 
and Instagram. Just look for Natomas Unified.